Good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour and marapan. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 46 of the podcast Each One Teach Ten, an amazing world of STEM, an inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that STEM is part of every day for every kid. We all will learn together how to build a STEM culture. As a keynote speaker, workshop host, and global education consultant, Mr. Craig Camp works with departments, ministries, school leadership, school communities, and educators to understand, design, and implement digital learning solutions and transformations to improve teaching practice and student learning outcomes. He was rewarded as one of the only three teachers in New Zealand by being invited to the NZ Leadership Institution Young Leaders Programme. He's the founder of EduSpark World and is a leading change agent, being involved in the makeover of several schools, ICT hardware and integration programs, with particular focus on pedagogy to support curriculum integration of technology. It is really great to have you here, Mr. Craig. So how have you been? Thank you so much for that very, very kind introduction, Namya. I've been really great. It's a real honor to be uh, on the podcast with you today. I've been very well um, and very warm here in Singapore, but it's, it's really cool to be here chatting with you today. Thank you so much. So before we start, we'd love to know like more about you and uh, what are your latest uh, upcomings that are coming up or what you're doing right now? Yeah, thank you. I am originally, as you can tell by the accent, uh, from New Zealand, uh, and I've been in education my whole life. So uh, as an, an educator, uh, a lifelong educator, I, I sort of went to school, I went straight into education. My mum was actually an educator, so that sort of inspired me to get connected into education. And then from there, really, I, I took the dive into teaching, not knowing that that's what I wanted to do. But I taught in the public education system in New Zealand for about eight years as a teacher and then a deputy principal before uh, 11 years ago now, a long time ago, making the move to Singapore and teaching in a small Australian curriculum school uh, and then moving to be the director of technology and innovation uh, at a large 3,500 student American international school here in Singapore. Since then, uh, I, I left the, a school system, you know, the silo of a school and started my own consultancy company. And uh, now I work with edtech companies and schools from all over the world, supporting them in the way they use technology to authentically add uh, value to student learning. Uh, I'm also the founder of EduSpark World, and that's uh, my main project at the moment, uh, building a professional learning ecosystem for schools, which we can talk about. later on but talking about education steam uh learning technology integration is my jam so it's a real honor to be invited to to chat with you thank you so much and it's really motivating that how you started from teaching in a small school to being a director and then to tech companies all over the world to make student life value adding so could you tell us more about your experience in education Yeah, I you know my I guess for me education was always something that's I was born into. You know, seeing my mum as a kid 
seeing her as a stay-at-home mom, bringing me up, my brother up, and, you know, being so passionate, kind, caring, and, you know, wanting us to be successful but not pushing us to be successful was something that's really stuck with me. My mom actually didn't become a teacher until I was 18. You know, she was in her late 40s and decided that she wanted to be a late career educator. And she went through teacher training college at a late age and actually is probably one of the best educators I've ever ever seen. And I'm not just saying that she's my mum, but because I've seen her in action. She used to work with five-year-olds starting school. And just to see that pure passion for learning that you don't always see in teachers, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll have this, you would have had some teachers that you loved, some teachers that you didn't love. We're all like that. We all have teachers that we love and teachers that we don't necessarily connect to. Uh, but my mum was one of those people that just everyone loved, everyone learned with. So that really stuck with me throughout my career. It's why I became a teacher. Uh, it's why I taught in a primary school. It's why I came overseas. It's why I moved into consultancy to make a bigger impact. And I think for me, it starts with an, an important skill that I think not many people hold, and that's humbleness, you know, being humble, making sure that you stay true to yourself and, and what you believe in, because there's so many people in this world that will try and bring you down and you have to believe in what you believe in. And, you know, I know in your podcast, you talk about the amazing world of STEM and STEAM, and it's a true, and we'll talk about this later, but it's a true skill set that we need now in our youth to be successful in the future. So that's really driven me on my educational journey. And of course, the the founding of EduSpark, which is a professional learning ecosystem for educators to try and drive high quality learning back into schools uh, all over the world, no matter where people are. That's so great that um, education was something you were born into. And like you saw passion for learning in your mother, that inspired you to become one to make a bigger impact. That's really motivating. Like when you talk about humbleness, that we should never forget our roots, no matter how uh, big position we've taken in the world. But staying connected to the roots is very important. And I agree with the fact that skill set is what we need to have a bright future for the world so that students can have the high quality education. And whatever you're doing is really motivating for all our listeners who are, watch, are listening to us right now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you talked about being the founder of EduSpark. So can you tell us more about this? Yeah, thanks. So EduSpark is a complete professional learning ecosystem for educators. Uh, it was built out of my frustration of how professional learning was so disaggregated. You know, I could jump on Coursera or LinkedIn Learning to do a course, but everywhere I went was different. I could jump on a Google Meet or a Zoom and jump into a learning session or a webinar, go to a conference or an event, but it was all over the place. You know, I had to find the learning. The learning didn't come to me in one central location. So we wanted to build a platform from scratch that brought people together, that brought the best of the best from all over the world together, not just thought leaders, keynote speakers, uh, and, and incredible leaders of learning, but also teachers in the classroom. So what we've done is we've built this ecosystem where 
we can bring educators together to help support that learning journey. We now have more than 120 courses online from leading experts and educators globally. We have more than 3,500 users uh, who are educators from all over the world, more than 20 countries. Uh, we continue to build this out. We're launching two or three new courses a week. Uh, we, we're bringing on board at least one new school every week or two. Most of our schools are based in Asia uh, and the Middle East. We're now bringing schools on from Australia and New Zealand, Europe, uh, even Africa and, and the US and North America as well. So it's really exciting to see the growth and development of that. We're not just a ecosystem for courses and learning. We've taken it a step further to what we believe is now a developing ecosystem that closes the loop on learning. We now have our own communities of practice that allows people to have conversation threads to connect back to learning that starts to close that loop so that conversations can be via text, via uh, audio. We're bringing in some video functionality. We've also launched institutional landing pages, which allows schools functionality to personalize and customize their learning experience as well as build their own courses inside of here which is particularly important for schools that are trying to keep institutional knowledge inside the building or to build the expertise of their faculty from within. So schools can now at no additional cost build their own courses inside of here. We've actually built our own live video system. So different to a Zoom, a Google Meet, a Microsoft Teams, we have our own video system inside the platform that have breakout rooms, that's going to lead to the launch of our events platform in the coming month um, that will allow multi-stream, multi-strand events to happen. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, for a fraction of the cost of traditional PD that we'd send people to or jump online to, uh, it costs less than the cost of a course to go to to have a whole year's worth of access to learning on the platform. So that access to learning is really important. Something that hasn't always been available to people all over the world is high quality professional learning at a price point that's suitable for everyone. Uh, and that's a really important part of the you know, being an equitable platform that we want to get right. You also have rich data insights so you can see who's learning, when they're learning, how they're learning. So we can really learn with them and, and improve the platform and improve the way we deliver content. Uh, and coming soon, we have a portfolio system that will allow teachers to upload evidence of their learning, to demonstrate that, to build an online curriculum vitae or a CV uh, or a resume, to be able to share that learning with particular groups of people in the form of an appraisal system that will allow that whole system from setting a goal to achieving the goal to supporting others in that goal and mentoring and coaching too. So the journey that we've been on, and we've only been live for a year, which is kind of exciting. We've done so much, but we wouldn't have achieved it if we didn't listen. And, you know, we're building this by educators for educators. We're not business people. We're educators wanting to make a difference. So on that note, you know, anyone listening here that thinks this could help them or their school in building learning opportunities inside of, of your institution, reach out and we'll make sure, Namia, we put the contact details in there. Uh, and if you mention that you've been on the show, we'll make sure we give you uh, a big discount uh, so that you can jump in and, and make sure that learning is accessible inside of your building as well. That's so exceptional. Are you talking about how you had the frustration 
of professional learning being disintegrated. And I agree, like everything is all over the place. So that's how you came up with a platform that brought together people on a single platform with so many courses, educators, schools. And I love the point that you're talking about, like you being an ecosystem, developing more ecosystems. And by listening to you, I've understood that the features of your platform are really inclusive, that you're providing access to like everybody and a platform that is suitable for everyone. So looking forward to your portfolio system and um, surely I will add the contact details in the description box so that everybody could check it out. And lastly, I love the point of by educators for educators. It's, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's something that's really important to us. Right. Okay, so I'd like to ask you that why is professional learning and development so critical to educators nowadays? And what are you seeing the development uh, in this space? Yeah, great question. So professional learning is something that's often done in schools, but never really embedded in learning practice. You know, it's never, you know, I could go to a conference or an event, but then I bring it back and I'm too busy as an educator to actually implement change. So the the worst part about professional learning is always the change part because it's the hardest part to do. How do you implement change in an institution or organization that changes things to make learning better for students? Uh, you know, that's the ultimate outcome of this. And without upskilling our teachers and our schools and our leaders in our schools, we're never going to make change. So like in any industry, professional learning is critical. For educators, it's so important because we're the ones that are trusted with helping the youth of tomorrow grow and be successful, particularly now in this crazy, scary, different world that we live in. And staying up to date is more important now than ever before. And the fortunate thing and unfortunate thing about the pandemic that we've just been through has been that you know, people haven't been able to travel and people are less willing to travel now. It's more expensive. It's harder to access learning. So I think having this high quality connected online learning space is critical. You know, face to face is still important. And I think it needs to be interconnected. We get so much from that, that face to face interaction. But we also now know that we can do it online. We've been there, we've done it. We realize that we don't lose any value in being connected online. So why can't that be a part of this learning ecosystem, hybrid ecosystem that we build? You know, building internal expertise inside of schools is really important. And schools should be doing this more. How do we help other people grow? And that's something that we're trying to do is build schools' internal content and expertise so that institutional knowledge is never lost uh, and people can continue to grow no matter who's in the building. You know, right now, the one of the things I'm seeing in this space is a real need for a few particular content areas. So one of the things we're really working on is listening to schools' needs. And the four key areas that schools are telling us right now that they need to grow and develop in are well-being, and that's well-being of staff, but also well-being of community, so students, parents, etc., and how to deliver a change into that space. The second piece is DEIJ, diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. So 
How do we not just put DEIJ on the surface level and say we need to be better at being diverse and equitable and inclusive, but actually implementing that change in schools and diving deep into that. And that's a big part of, of what we're building out with experts all over the world too. And then of course, literacy and numeracy, two really important parts of continued growth and development that we need. And I think one of the important pieces here for me to point out with EduSpark along these lines is that we don't build the content ourselves. We partner with experts from all over the world who can add value uh, to support this. So, uh, you know, in my mind, professional learning is changing. Professional learning uh, is available and accessible more so than ever before. It's now up to schools to jump onto that change and make it happen. I agree. Um, professional learning for teachers can help teachers to plan their time better and help them stay organized. And uh, I think this also can make them more efficient and can give them extra time uh, to focus not only on the paperwork, but on the students. And like uh, in this way, students can get all the things that they need. And I agree with the point that it's done, but never embedded. And implementation takes time. So I really like the topics that you have taken up in your platform, like DEIJ, literacy, numeracy, and uh, how you are helping other people grow through your platform is so inspiring. And uh, the way you've uh, told about professional learning being changing uh, and available is really uh, touching. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting to, to see how schools are starting to adapt in this space. Right. So I have this fun question for you. Oh, which is your favorite sport and why? Yeah, good, really good question. So uh, I've always been into sport uh, as a kid. It's just part of culture of being a Kiwi out of New Zealand, I think, is that that sport sort of embedded in uh, part of growing up. And for me, I love all sports. I actually do a lot of sport and I always have, but I have two or three main sports that I love. My first main sport is cricket. Um, cricket is, you know, something that's always been close to my heart. I love cricket. I still play cricket today, even in Singapore, a country that's not very well known for its cricket, but I, I still play and compete in that. Uh, also volleyball. Uh, I love volleyball. I've always played volleyball uh, and coached volleyball. And then basketball, uh, which is another passion of mine. Same here. I love to play basketball. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. I like watching it more than playing, but, you yeah. know, it's fun. <laughs> What's your favorite NBA team? Uh, I'm actually an Orlando Magic fan. So wow. not a very good team, but I've always been an Orlando Magic fan since Shaquille O'Neal was there many, many, many years ago. Oh, that's great. That's nice. So I'd like to ask you, what are your thoughts on Steam and why should schools be exploring this? Yeah, so Steam is a personal passion of mine because of my role in schools with technology and authentic and purposeful integration. And of course, my role at my last school as the director supporting uh, the way that technology was integrated, you know, STEAM being so broad across science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths, you know, I, I, I add arts into the conversation. I think arts is an important part of STEM adding it to be STEAM, I think 
arts bring a lot of value to what STEAM can do and be. And I think it includes this inclusiveness piece again, a lot more people in the conversation. Uh, I think it's an incri- a critical conversation to have. We live in this hyper-connected, tech-driven world, and STEAM can help our kids better understand and make sense of this landscape that's continuing to adapt and change faster than ever before. You know, starting young with STEAM uh, is super important. It doesn't need to necessarily be with technology or robots or any of that stuff. It can be learning about how things work, what problems exist, how to solve problems, what do systems do. Um, Tech can be added at any time when it's appropriate, but it has to add value. You know, I'm the biggest fan of technology, but I always say to schools, add it if you can justify how it adds value to learning. If you can't justify it, don't add it in. Uh, I also think that STEAM should be not be standalone. It shouldn't be a subject that's taught. It should be integrated authentically and purposefully across all subjects. You know, STEAM has its place in all parts. And I think teachers often get scared of implementing and integrating STEAM because it's complex, because it's perceived to be tough. But actually, it's easy, particularly if you let kids own part of that learning, if you let your students be a part of that learning. Uh, My biggest thing that I always say is that don't be afraid to understand that your students know more than you do, and that's okay. Uh, In fact, it should be celebrated and and encouraged, particularly in the STEAM space. As you know, being an expert in the space, I'm sure you've come across teachers that uh, have been scared to integrate technology or STEAM into your learning uh, as you've grown up as well and and continue to lead in the space. I agree. That's significant that it's been a personal passion of yours and that's how embedded it it is embedded in you for a long time. And the point that is a broad topic is uh, agreed because um, it can like be used literally everywhere. And like you said, my teachers might have been like a little bit like, okay, we don't want to use it. That has been there like because everything takes time for implementation and anything new that's there, like uh, we have to like prove it that yes, this can be used. And that's how like in my school as well, it was implemented slowly by slowly, like literally uh, it took time. But now, like, uh, almost, like, for every class, it is being used because our teachers understood the value of it. And, like, um, like teachers in my school, like, have been very uh, comfortable using new technology because they're passionate about it. And, like, if teachers have the passion about it, then it doesn't matter, like, if they're learning on their own or learning with the students. It becomes easy because... Once we are passionate, once we know that it is for the good, I don't think it'll take a long time for an implementation. The only thing that we need is passion for STEAM and technology. Agreed. Really well said. Thank you. So my next question to you is, what are your favorite edtech tools that listeners should be exploring and why? Yeah, great question. There's so, so many, but, you know, the ones that, that, spring out to mind. I probably got four, maybe five that I, I would bring up immediately. You know, obviously I'd say eduspark.world, but it's not really right for me to bring that up. But I think um, the first one that comes to mind is Canva as a tool to create 
design and make. I think it's easier now than ever before to to jump into Canva as an educator or even have students jump into Canva to create and make. My second one immediately that comes to mind is Flip or, or Flip what was Flipgrid. The ability to connect and engage and learn and inside Flip is incredible and so easy. There's no excuse not to use it. Um, a couple more, Moat. I love Moat as an app. Um, that allows you to record video commands or give feedback into documentation. It just allows for, you know, I'm a Google guy, so integrating Moat into Google Docs or Slides is super easy. And that verbal response just makes that feedback to learning faster um, than teachers can do by taking in assignments and responding. It just speeds up that learning process. Um, another one, Quizalize. I like Quizalize as an alternative to Kahoot. Um, particularly the game-based features and data insights that you can add into Quizalize. I use that with adults and with students. Um, and then two more. One is uh, Hologo.world. Hologo is a AR, VR solution, um, and it's a really exciting development, particularly for STEAM, I think, because it's a science, mathematical, engineering approach to integrating AR into the classroom. I love it. Um, the founders are actually based in Asia out of the Maldives and are doing some really cool stuff. And Namya, you personally, uh, you should reach out to them to have some conversations about the stuff you're doing and they're doing. I think there's some really cool partnership opportunities there. Uh, and if listeners want to jump on that too, it would be really worthwhile. And then the last one for me is a tool called Clan Beat that probably people haven't heard of. It's a tool out of Estonia. Um, and, it's a student well-being tool. So it's a really cool tech tool that supports student well-being, particularly in middle and high school years, um, for teachers to identify um, maybe some issues or areas of need in students and to track and record learning in the well-being space. These tools like sound so amazing to me, like Canva <laughs> for design, Flip for connecting and engaging, and like I heard a few new like Mort for recording videos, Quizalize as game based, HelloGo is VR, ARVR, and Clenbeat for student well-being. So I'll surely put these uh, in the description box for our viewers uh, to check it out. Awesome, yeah. And if anyone, you know, I'm not connected to any of them, but if people want connections into people. Uh, who are using them, I'm, ha I'm happy to help people better understand that too. Right. Thank you so much for that. So in the end, I would like to ask you, where can we find you online so that our audience can connect with you? And we would love to hear a message for, for you, from you for the audience. Yeah. I, thanks, Namia. This has been awesome. Um, I'm pretty connected online. The best spaces to find me are on Twitter at Mr. Kemp NZ or EduSpark World. You can find me on LinkedIn by searching Craig Kemp Singapore. I'm sure Nami will put some of the links to these in the, the notes as well. Uh, you can go to eduspark.world or you can email me, craig at eduspark.world. Um, I'm always happy to connect and chat to people. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm less active there, uh, but I'm around. So you'll be able to find me pretty much anywhere. Um, I'm the sort of person that's always open up for a chat, open to connect, open to learn more and, and, and be connected. Um, I think a message from me, uh, I 
think that teachers should be, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're a teacher, you're an educator, you're a student, um, get connected, build a PLN, a, a professional learning network. That's been the biggest thing for me in my journey as a leader and a learner has been being connected to people. And it still is today. There are so many spaces you can do that in. I choose LinkedIn and Twitter. They're the spaces that I feel most comfortable in. Uh, I think another message is take risks, try new things. Don't be afraid of technology, embrace it. Uh, I mentioned this earlier on, give students a voice in your classroom. Um, let them be leaders, you know, let, let their voice out because they're the most powerful people in making this change happen. If people have questions, I'm always here to help. I'm always available. Don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm always happy to be connected. Thank you so much, Mr. Craig. And listening to you today has just put this thought in my mind that inclusive educators believe in valuing student differences and supporting the learning needs to the greatest extent possible while helping teachers as well. So thank you so much for being on my podcast today. It was such a lovely opportunity to have you here and listening to your learning experiences and whatever you've been doing since the past years. So once again, thank you so much for being here. It was great to talk to you today. Thank you so much, Namia. I really appreciate it. It's a real honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining us and listening to this episode. And I'll see you in the next one. Till then, each one, teach 10, have a nice day.